Hey, hockey fans. Welcome to Across the Pond, Hong Kong's first and only hockey podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ivany, here with co-host Jesse Lucier and head honcho Paul McLean, chiming in from three different locations, but we only got one thing to talk about today, boys. That's the playoffs. It's been another incredible week. Great stories to be had here. Let's get right to it. Um, let's kick off our first period tonight, brought to you by our good friends at the China Hockey Group. Tonight's program is brought to you by the China Hockey Group. The CHG is a family-oriented group of ice hockey leagues, training programs, and community initiatives geared at developing ice hockey in Hong Kong and Southern China. Established in 2011, the CHG is comprised of various programs for players of all levels. From the exceptional Junior Tigers program, the HKBN Idol League, the Learn to Play and Learn to Skate programs, all the way up to their adult leagues, which include the SCIHL, for those looking for a fun recreational experience, and the CIHL, which is the only elite full contact adult hockey league. If you're looking for some hockey equipment, or if you even need your skates sharpened, stop by the CHG showroom in Central, an exclusive reseller of Warrior and Power equipment. For more information about their programs, check out their website at ChinaHockeyGroup.com. That's ChinaHockeyGroup.com. All right, Jess, uh, it's a, it was a huge week. So many big stories, but I think the big bite of the week for me brought to Paul you by back. Paul being back in the, in uh, the podcast. Uh, yeah, welcome back to my weekends, boys. Welcome back yeah. to my weekends. Yeah. yeah. Aside the fa- from the fact that we got Polly back, uh, our good friends at the big bite who we saw last week, actually, um, Make sure you check them out, folks. The Big Bite HK uh, doing amazing things uh, culinary wise. They got awesome stuff happening in the private section as well. There, as Paul can attest to, great little spot beside the new location where you can do private parties. Uh, so check them out online um, on Facebook and Instagram at the Big Bite HK. So the Big Bite of the week, gentlemen. The what's I don't even know if we could call it the Battle of Florida, but it was something. And it happened. And I don't think we actually, anyone really predicted that this uh, series was going to end in four games. It's kind of unbelievable that uh, Vazzy and, and Tampa Bay were able, Vazzy could be the big bite story himself. Uh, three, three goals against in four games. Uh, the Florida Panthers won for 31 or something on the power play in the playoffs. Jess, what the wheels came off in Florida. Uh, I want to know your hot take. I know you've been so big on Florida and I mean, yeah. you, you know, not to your fault. I mean, pretty much everyone in every hockey pool yeah. uh, in the world had Florida pick Florida players picked. So it Look, wasn't a surprise that everybody was on them, but it just seemed like the wheels fell off at the wrong time. What happened? You're right. And uh, you know, I don't think anybody saw that coming and the, the offensive kind of juggernaut of the Panthers going to sleep like that. Now, I just want to say, I after watching the Leafs-Tampa Bay series, the way that Tampa plays and just how committed defensively they are and how they just squeeze the life out of the team, you know, I think if you go back and pick our selections, I picked Tampa to end this series pretty quickly. Now, I didn't think it was going to be a sweep, but, man, they had, they had stifled that offense. And, you know, the, the thing is, is that I don't know if it was just this team fell asleep 
or it's just that's how good Tampa Bay is, you know. And even when you do kind of crack that defensive barrier they got, but you know what? Three goals in a four-game series. This is the you know I think I saw a stat where this is the most goals scored by a team in in the post salary cap era ever. Um, yeah. And you know they get shut they get shut out in the elimination game. That's the first time they were shut out all season long. All season, their, I know. It's their last game. I mean. I think you're right. I think Vasilevsky played unbelievable in that final game. I mean, he's been playing unbelievable in the whole playoffs. I mean, the guy has been playing unbelievable. Like the stats in his elimination games are just out of this world. But yeah, yeah. Look in the power in the playoffs. If your power play isn't going, you know, we, we saw the game today, the Rangers Carolina. The difference was the power play goals. A lot of these series it come down to you know if you can score on a power play or not. And if you're going one for thirty one, you know the the wheels will eventually come off. So. Yeah, it's, you know, Paulie, going back to that first season or first episode of the season on the podcast, I've been talking about this team, but, you know, when I saw just the way Tampa, they, this team just does not line up well, you know? Yeah, yeah. it wasn't good. It wasn't good. It, <laughs> it was surprising. It was, yeah. Gross. No. So, yeah, I mean, you know, they'll have some things to address in the offseason, but again, you know, Tampa Bay, before they, they started winning all these series, they got smoked in that first round against Columbus a few years ago. Now they haven't lost a playoff series since, but yeah. maybe this is what that team needs. But, and I think it'll give some more experience to those guys, like the Huberdos and these guys. But yeah, tough, tough. I didn't see that coming. No, speaking, I think this- speaking of sweeps, though, boys, you're not getting off that easy. Come on. Come on. <laughs> He's back. Speaking of sweeps, speaking of sweeps, which NHL team was swept? For nothing in three consecutive years of the Stanley Cup Finals. Was oh it? Oh, my. I, I, I'll go a little, little bit of multiple choice here for you. Okay. Was it the Calgary Flames? Was it Chicago Blackhawks? Was it St. Louis Blues? Or was it, sorry, Jess, Toronto Maple Leafs? Wait, wait. This was swept in the... Like the Stanley th- Cup Finals or just in the three, playoffs? Three, three years, in, years in the Stanley Cup Final. Wow. Three consecutive That's years tough. in the Stanley Cup finals against Rep. <laughs> huh. Three consecutive years. Calgary, Chicago, St. Louis, Toronto. Three consecutive times for them are actually three consecutive years because it's, you mean times for that. Three consecutive years in the Stanley Cup final. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't know this. Okay. Uh, this could not have been recently. <laughs> Uh, let's just say it was before we were born. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go Chicago. <laughs> All right. Good guess. I will that's, go that's with one of the Thorn. four. <laughs> oh, that's one of the four. What were, what were the other three? St. Louis? Uh, St. Louis, Calgary, Toronto. Toronto. St. Louis, Calgary, Toronto. I'm going to go, this was probably back in the, in the early days of hockey, so I'll go with the original six. I'm going to go with the Leafs. Ooh, I like it. You guys both chose one of the four options I gave, but both of them are wrong. Both <laughs> oh, of them are wrong. Of course they are. <laughs> God, Jess. St. Saint, Saint Louis Blues, back in 1968 and 1969, got in the finals, but lost and were swept by Montreal both years. <laughs> God. And then in 1970, they got there again, and then they were swept by Boston. Damn, oh my God. Imagine how suicidal you would feel. And you're like, oh you'd be my. like, you know what? I don't want to play hockey anymore. There were a few <laughs> contracts ripped up. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's crazy. I didn't know that, Paul. That's a good one. That's a, yeah, good, that is that's a great, great question. Great, I didn't know that. Three, great question. Three years in a row being swept in the finals. You, you oh yourself. my God. You yeah, yourself. that 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 is tough to take. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Anyways, thanks, well, Paul. well thanks, yeah. Paulie. No problem, thanks, boys. Good to have you back. Back on the losing streak. We will dive a little bit deeper into the Ford F series, Ford series. Uh, a little bit later, but Jess, what do you got for us? Yeah. Okay. So let's flip it over here. We're going to go into the Psalm sleeper of the week. And this is a topic I love to talk about. Uh, so this is, this week's going to be a player that we're sleeping on. This is brought to you by Psalm. Psalm is a Red Bull for sleep. You drink a can 30 minutes before you go to bed and you'll fall asleep and stay asleep throughout the night. Boys, let me drop some science on you. The formula oh. they have is uh, uses active ingredients that are naturally found in your body uh, with a healthy diet and green tea. So in this formula has magnesium, vitamin B6, that helps ensure your sleep cycle is running smoothly as possible. You got L, theanine, and GABA, that helps calm your mind. And melatonin, melatonin jumpstarts the process of falling asleep. You got to check this product out. Check them out at getsom.com. Okay, boys. ATP 10, baby. And use the discount code ATP 10. Like I said, for all you Leafs fans out there, let's sleep away the off season until we're back again at it next year. Pay those bills, Jess. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Pay the bills, boys. Okay. Player that we're sleeping on, fellas. Paulie, you know I love to talk about my defenseman. And there's a guy Uh, that I've been watching very closely this playoffs. And his name is Devon Taves in Colorado. Not the Taves in Chicago. Devon Taves in Colorado. Boys, if... If, we, if you're out there listening to this podcast and you got a, a young kid who's, you know, wants to be a player, or, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you want to be a player, I would highly recommend watching the way Devon Taves plays the sport of hockey as a defenseman. He is just a consistent two way. He does all the little things, right? The game, he makes it look so easy. He's super underrated. I think when you, when you get the stars like you have in, in Colorado and, you know, Nate and McCarr, um, but here's a guy that I just love to watch. He's putting points on the board. I think he's got eight points so far in this playoffs. Uh, he was unbelievable in the St. Louis series. who have kind of a fast and heavy, big four check. This guy, man, is just the full package. And you know, what's shocking to me is that when they got him, they traded two second round picks for him. And now he's a top two defenseman logging huge minutes. I mean, Devon Taves boys, he's the Psalm sleeper. You guys been watching this kid? Yeah, man. He seems to do it all. Yep. He is just breakouts done, like stopping attack just over and over. And he's always on the ice. He's always in the right place. He makes a simple, beautiful plays. I had a coach one time who used to tell me all, uh, you know, simple is beautiful. And this guy is just the embodiment of a, just a consistent, solid defenseman that it won't be too flashy, but man, he makes some big plays. He scored some big goals. Um, you got to watch this kid, man. Like, he is, you know, when we think about defensemen in Colorado, you think first Kale McCarr, um, and now Bo Byron's looking pretty good. But, man, Devon Taves, he's a top two on that team, and uh, he's been a huge reason why they've had success so far this year. Yep, uh, agree. There you go, boys. <laughs> That's our song, Sleeper, boys. I mean, not much to be said on that. Totally agree. We do I'm, I'm with you. I'm I'm 100 with you, Jess. He he's he can drive the play offensively. He's the first guy back. Um, he is outshadowed by Makar. Makar's on another planet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and McDavid are just playing hockey by themselves right now. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it seems like he is at the point right now where he's playing in every situation. He's on the ice at the end of every game. He's killing penalties. Um, he's on the power play and yeah, absolute stud of yeah. a defenseman. Yeah. They have him out there the last two minutes of every game. He plays like the full, I mean, it, when you're a coach and you have a player like this that you just know you can put out there, especially when you get a guy like McCarr who, who likes to hang around on that blue line and, and drive offensively, this guy is just Mr. Consistent, Mr. Reliable, you know, very underrated and a textbook Psalm sleeper. So this one was an easy one for me this week. Great call. All right, let's move on to our Yardley Brothers Craft Brewery Spill of the Week, brought to you by our friends at Yardley Brothers Craft Beer. Uh, folks, check out their new location, 62 Peel Street. Uh, excellent all-day coffees, ex- uh, espressos, all the fancy ones. All the ones that uh, that you pay pay big bucks for. Jess, I know you would love this place because you're, you're a big coffee guy. So, uh, Honestly, though, uh, they've got the best taps in town. Uh, you can, they'll also deliver right to your door. Just head to head to yardleybrothers.hk and get your order in today. All right, boys, the spill of the week for me, and this is something that's been bugging me for many, many years. Why does the IIHF schedule the World Hockey Championships during the NHL playoffs? Like, just wait another few weeks, guys. So the rest of the world can watch what's going on. I mean, there's amazing hockey being played right now. Um, Team Canada just bought their ticket to the finals with a huge win over the Czech Republic, Um, 6-1. Your boy David Krejci scored for the Czechs, uh, Pauly. Your your old pal David Krejci opened the scoring for the Czechs, but then Canada just took over. Uh, that they got a line, uh, Dylan Cousins, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Drake Batherson. They're dominant. These guys are playing their hearts out for their country right now, and no one cares. Mm. It's not even in the news. Everyone's focused on the NHL playoffs. It happens year after year. You can't send the best players because half of them are still playing in the playoffs and playing in other leagues around the world. I, I've never gotten a clear answer. I've tried to figure out why they schedule this at the same time to, to coincide with the end of like all the European pro leagues um, to, so that there's not a big, huge gap between the end of their season and then playing hockey again. I don't, I don't know what it is, Jess, but it's certainly, you know, a pet peeve of mine uh, based on the fact that, it's competing. The two of the best uh, displays of hockey that we have are competing with each other. And uh, it's just a shame because uh, the, I, the IIHF is put up, putting on an amazing tournament right now that no one's really paying attention to. Yeah. You know, I think you're right too. And, and uh, for us as hockey fans, you know, in North America, um, you know, it, it's such a tough tournament to, to really get behind. The games are always overseas or in Europe. So they're always at kind of weird times, but um I think in recent years, this is probably the least covered tournament, at least in terms of like the exposure that I'm getting. Usually, you know, you're seeing, uh, you know, these things on TV or you're seeing kind of head, but you're right. It, it does seem like it's kind of going unnoticed this year. And the little I've, uh, you know, I've tracked this tournament was, you know, Canada by all accounts is having just an incredible run, right? They, they didn't do great in the round Robin. They had a crazy win against Sweden in overtime. Yeah. And now they're back huge. in the finals. Right. So yeah. 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 I think you're right. But you know, to, to, to just look at the player's perspective, you know, I think you're seeing, you're seeing this tournament, you know, less and less uh, participation, I think, especially from Canada and U S stars. You know, I think the way they look at it is, 
Um, you know, their season is over. They've just went through a, you know, a, a grind of another year. This is a time where they get to kind of step away. And cause this tournament's not short either. It's not like a world juniors where it's two weeks. This is about a right. month long tournament. Yeah. So, you know, it's, I, I actually do think it's good to see like kind of the younger generations taking up the mantle, like, like you said, with Dubois and, and Batheson, but you know, it, you're right, man. Sometimes it, it, the NHL seems kind of off on these things or sorry, hockey seems off on these things. Like, you know, the NHL usually in their cup finals, they coincide with the NBA finals. And, you know, it's like, I don't know why everyone just thinks that their league is, is the best, but yeah, you're right, man. Um, it is a shame too, because it yeah. always is it's unbelievable hockey. Well, that's it. That's the thing. Like you, it's kind of like wa- watching the world championships is kind of like watching the world, the same teams that played against each other in the world juniors a few years ago. Like, yeah. This, this Swiss team is unbelievable. They were dominant throughout the entire round. Robin, all young guys, Timo Meyer, P.S. Yeah. Suter. Um, who else was, Oh, Dennis Malgan, uh, all young guys that we would have seen play international hockey before. Um, it's, and it's just, it's just a shame that we don't get to, to, yeah. to follow it as closely. And, and I did, uh, the IIHF streams it live. You can go on their website and watch the games for free. Right. And, uh, but it, like you said, the times are usually messed up, but I did get to take in a couple of those games and that game, Sweden, Canada, they're down three and come back and tie it up and Batherson scored the winner in overtime. Just like yeah. classic, yeah, maybe it mo- could just be classic a- moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could just be an awareness thing too. So, you know, good on you that you're, you're, you know, you're, you're mentioned. I didn't know you could broadcast them for free. So, you know, I'll definitely be checking out the final and, you know, yeah. this is great hockey with great players. So, you know, more hockey, that's, that's better. Right. So yeah, right on. Yes. So that's it for the spill of the week. Jess, do you got right, something, let's wrap something to make up. us feel a little bit better here? That's, that's right. It's time for our found feel good story. This segment is brought to you by Found, Asia's first CBD concept store and cafe. Found is on a mission to bring you the life-changing benefits of cannabinoids back to the region. Uh, They provide a relaxing and supportive environment to discover the benefits of CBD and CBG through a selection of infused food and beverages. Check them out on Instagram, Facebook, or at found.hk. And Ivany, you use discount code ATP10 for 10% off your purchases. Go check them out. So boys, listen. I think the last time we did this, the found feel good story was just the playoffs being back and how awesome it's been. And we're just going to keep this story rolling. But in particular, the battle of Alberta, what a treat for hockey fans, especially Canadian hockey fans, two massive rivals, same province, you know, star players, star power, man, did this series ever live up to the hype? I know it was over pretty quick, but man, you know, just unbelievable you know, treat for us to watch has a whole hockey world talking, just an insane series, just in general, the, the, the kind of series that we've had so far, boys. I mean, it, this is one of the best playoffs, you know, I, I can remember in a long time. And maybe it's just because, you know, the last few years with, with COVID and the lack of fans, I mean, boys, tell me this doesn't make you feel good. Well, I guess it depends on what part of the province you're from. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it for me, Jess. I it, the hype, the the emotion was there, the passion was there, the you know the giving it all was there on the ice. Each team, I, although there was some crazy things that happened in the series, yeah. which we can talk about a little bit later. I love seeing these rivalries. It's huge yeah. for hockey. The Battle of Florida was also a very quick one but also really, really good for hockey. So yeah. I like seeing these rivalries build. 
Um, and I think it's important that they, yeah. uh, you know, we showcase them. Yeah, totally. And, and just like the, so you could, if you want to know what the excitement level was in, I think in game five, uh, they were in Calgary and the rink in Edmonton was sold out, even yeah. though the game was in Calgary, it was a sold out barn. The place was rocking and the game wasn't yeah. even on. Yeah. So, just unbelievable, man. Uh, you know, obviously congratulations to the Oilers, but yeah, dude, I mean, this is just the whole world right now is just locked in on playoff hockey. Like it is just so awesome. Um, yeah. you know, it, it, boys, it makes me feel good. Well, it's, it's certainly a feel good story, Jess. And that's to have a Canadian team in the final four is nice as well. I'm only going to feel good if those refs get fired, but we can talk about that later. <laughs> yes. Yes, Brutal we call. will. Brutal call. Yeah. During that whole segment, Polly. I'm, just I'm like, with you, me. buddy. I know. I almost <laughs> flipped out of my chair, but let's save that, boys. Let's save that. Let's, let's bring our first period to an end here and move on to tonight's second period, brought to you by our good friends at AccessoryHouseGlobal.com. When we're not talking about hockey on Across the Pond, we're usually listening to music. And after the number of hours our headphones spend on our sweaty ear holes, they usually need a little bit of TLC. Luckily, our buddy Brandon from Accessory House Global is there to help. If you're in need of replacement cables, ear pads, or heck, even a brand new carrying case, this is the one-stop shop you need to visit. Check them out on Instagram at TheRealAHG or visit their website at AccessoryHouseGlobal.com. You can even get a 20% discount on your first purchase by typing in AHG20OFF. Tell them across the pond sent ya. All right, for our second period tonight, we are going to look back at the Western Conference Series first. A uh, quick recap, our thoughts, our predictions. Um, first of all, uh, we were all on the Flames, boys, so we're going to start there. Uh, we kind of blew it on that one. I had the Flames <laughs> in seven. Jess, you had them in six. Paul, you had them in six. Uh, they seemed like They seemed like the team that was better built. And everything kind of fell apart in moments in that series. Um, I said, I mentioned to you guys before the pod, it, it seemed like we were watching a junior hockey game in September uh, exhibition. You know, yeah. um, there was just um, um, the momentum swings were insane. The record four goals in a minute, 11, whatever that was, or seven goals in a period. It wasn't like playoff hockey, but no. it was, it was bringing people out of their seats. I can tell you that. And a fellow by yeah. the name of, Connor McDavid had a lot to do with that. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Um, Guys, is it, is it not fair to say that he is so far beyond everyone else's capabilities right now at this point of the season? He doesn't even look like he's phased by the fact that he's, you know, at this point of the season, he's so far ahead of everybody else. It's not even funny. Look, you know, I think after last year when they lost, uh, when they, you know, when they got kind of spanked by the Jets, um, and there was some question marks on if these guys can get it done in the playoffs, him and Dry Sidle. I mean, it just this guy was already at a different level, but he's just kicked it into such a gear that I don't know if I've ever seen a single player drastically impact the outcome of a game like a every game, can. and he yeah. did it it the whole series <laughs> yeah and you know they, they they lost that first game even though they you know the team scored seven goals they still lost 
Um, so yeah, look, but I think, you know, before we, we dive into McDavid, I think another thing that's important to mention here is that dry had 17 points in the series. And just to remind you, there was five games in the, in the series and he had yeah, 17 yeah. points. So, and he had a uh, sprain, sprained ankle, isn't it? Or yeah, he was barely yeah. walking the first yeah. couple of games. Yeah. So, I mean, these two guys right now are just, they're on a whole different level, but you're right. I, yeah. I think McDavid right now is just head and shoulders, you know, and not just offensively, like he's just doing everything. He's, he's stopping plays in, in the defensive zone. He's back check. Like, it's just, you know, I like to think of myself as a, as a fan of the game and, to, and, and, you know, with, with a, a high IQ and kind of understand the game. And I like to watch the strategies and what's unfolding, but when this guy's on the ice and when he picks up the puck, it, it's hard not to just be like a little kid excited because he's just mm. so entertaining to watch and what he can do. And, you know, he's doing things that, you know, I remember there was a, a sequence where he's coming down and he's taking on three defenders and he cuts outside and he goes back through the middle. I mean, you learn not to cut back through the middle when you're like 12 years old, but yeah, he's doing this and, and defenders just don't know what to do. Like, it's just, no, they're already backed off so far. He's yeah. Yeah. If, like you said, they have no idea what to do. Cause if you step up on him, he's going to take one stride and you're gone. And if you yeah. give him too much space, then he's going to create so much speed that he's going to fly by it. Yeah. So your gap control as a defenseman against him is I mean, obviously the hardest thing possible on the planet to do, but let's not also forget, gentlemen, we had a big debate on this podcast, whether Evander Kane was going to be a guy to pick up at the deadline. He's got 12, he's got 12 goals right now. Yeah. Yeah. 12 in the playoffs. This is first, this is first in the playoffs. Yeah. So, so yeah. And Hyman, Jess, another yeah. ex leaf that's uh, out there just absolutely playing way above his, his pay grade right now, as far as I'm concerned. And Paul, yeah. you mentioned dry hobbled up. He yeah. was probably moving as fast as Patty Maroon out there, yeah. um, but still effective, you know, and yeah. still able to, to, to put it on the line out there. So you got to give credit here to the Edmonton Oilers for what they've yeah. been able to do. Mike Smith has been like, like, we know all over the map <laughs> gives up nine, one game. And then like almost <laughs> shot out the next. Yeah. It's just such a, a head case and such a, you know, emotional, but fun goalie to watch. And yeah. he never, he never strays like Paulie. I think we were saying like, get, stay in your net. Stay like, in the net. <laughs> stay in the last two minutes, especially of a yeah. period or a game, just stay in there. Yeah. Yeah, he's hanging that's out with not the what he does. Yeah, no. it's not what he does. He's going to no. get involved in every single play. Um, and yeah, so congratulations, like you said, to the whole Edmonton Oilers franchise, boys. How about uh, this head coach, too, as well? We got to We got to just say since yeah. he took Woodcroft took over, this team has been a completely different team. So yeah, congrats yeah. to him. Well, yeah, I no, guess uh, Wayne Gretzky's eating his words right now because didn't he go for flames over the over the Oilers? I believe he did, Paul. I think so. And th- speaking of the great one, boys. Oh, speaking of the great one. All right. Who was the first player to wear number 99? Who was the first player to wear number 99? Was in the it? NHL. Yeah, in the NHL. I have, I have, I have a guess. Okay. Wait, wait, guess. I want the multiple choice. You yeah. want the multiple choice? Okay, okay, okay. No, I need it. Okay. Was it Mike Peluso? Was it Dave Schultz? Was it Joe Lamb? Or was it Mr. Tiger Williams? 
that's not what I was thinking. <laughs> Damn it. I First was player so to wear 99 in the NHL. I mean, no one, no yep. one, you know, no one, I think picks that number. So I'm no. going to say it was probably a, like a scrub his first year and they just <laughs> gave him an extra jersey. <laughs> threw him out. <laughs> yeah. Here, so, there you go. Uh, this is the last uh, one. It's a triple XL. Yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I'm gonna go with the first option, Mike Paluso. Paluso. I'm going uh, with Schultz. I'm going with B Schultz. You going with Schultz? Yeah. Very good guesses, boys. Again, you picked two of the options that I gave, and the answer is Joe Lamb. Both of you got it wrong. No. Uh, Gosh. Yes. What are you doing, Joe? Picking that yes. number. Joe Lamb was. Back in 1934 to 35, he worked for the Montreal Maroons. Oh, my gosh. Yep, Joe yep. Lamb. Joe Lamb. Joe Lamb. There's one to wear number 99. Trailblazer, Joe Lamb. Trailblazer. Hey. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't have the stats, though. Didn't have the stats. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go right. What's a great segue. We're already talking about the great one. I believe he predicted the St. Louis Blues. Didn't he? To win that series, the well, great one who also played in St. Louis, uh, yeah. he was wrong. He was yeah. way off. Yeah, um, yeah. gentlemen, the Colorado series. Um, I had it going in six. Jesse, you had. We all had it Colorado in six. Um, ha- geniuses, just absolutely yeah. crushing the predictions right yeah. now, gentlemen. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, overall thoughts on this series? First of all, for myself, I, I thought St. Louis was exactly who we thought they were going to be. Just a team that never quit. They kept scoring big goals late in games. David Perron just somehow finds a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tarasenko was big. Uh, losing Bennington, I thought, changed the whole series. Um, yeah. They started rallying around him kind of like they did a, a few years back. Just seemed like they were going to, you know, take that real, real, real deep. And Colorado did not. I think we mentioned this last that when we made the predictions. They did not want to go to game seven against a veteran team. Yeah. Uh, they ended up getting a late one. Um, JT Comfer, unsung hero. Darren Helm. I mean, these are the these are the stories of the playoffs every single year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gentlemen, what are your thoughts on that series? Yeah, you said it, man. I mean, uh, you know, St. Louis is certainly a tough out veteran squad. They they know how to play. Um, that you know they they. Well, I think we talked about this going into the series. They are a team that can slow down star players, and they've shown they've done it. You know, they, they kept, I would say they kept Nate in check, except for that one game where he just really kind of blew it out of the water. Um, you know, obviously they're going to get points. McCarr, after having just an incredible first round, it was relatively quiet. I think he only had three points, but no, you said it, Ivany. I mean, you're dead right. Um, and this is why, you know, I, I'm, I'm really believing in this Colorado team is that if it's not Nate or if it's not the big dogs, they're getting, uh, you know, contributions from guys like, Kadri or, you know, in that, then that clinching game, they had JT Comfort, like you just said, Darren Helm, the, these kind of vets, you know, um, and on the back end, they're, they're just, Eric Johnson looks great. So yeah, you said it, man. Um, and, and, you know, Kemper really hasn't had to, and this is what's crazy about this team is he really hasn't had to steal any games yet, you know, and if he can find his game, then, you know, the, I think this next round is going to be, uh, you know, relatively quick, but yeah, I mean, they've just, this is a team that's so dominant. They have the puck for like, you know, it seems like 60 to 70% of the game. It's just on their stick and making stuff happen. And um, yeah, I mean, you got to give credit to the blues. They, you know, they, they almost yeah. kind of done it. They pulled it out, but um, 
Yeah, no, uh, another just fantastic series. Two great teams. That was, that was a big boy series. I yeah. mean, two really good teams going at it, and it was fun to watch. Um, again, uh, you never know. Like, like you said, Darcy Kemper still hasn't stolen a game. Colorado looks pretty strong. Paul, I'm going to jump right to you. Um, Colorado, Edmonton. Whoa. I don't know. What, what is I, your prediction? Do, do you Mac, need more time? It's Mac Mick versus Mac. Mick. It's Mick and Mac. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be a battle of uh, two of Canada's best uh, hockey players out there. Although one is not playing in Canada at the moment. Honestly, boys, I, I think Colorado's gonna gonna take that. And they're a stronger team with Dreisaitl being a little bit hurt. I mean, McDavid is amazing and everything like that. And you do it, you get your canes, you get your this, you get your that on the team that are really sticking up. But um, yeah, nah, Colorado, Colorado. How many games? Uh, six. Colorado in six, Jess. Yeah. Right now, just with the way Dryside and McDavid are playing, they're going to make this a series. They're going to will their way, but I think Colorado's just their depth's going to be overwhelming, and I think it's going to be a quick series. And I think Colorado's going to take it in five. All right, and I'll close this one down, boys. I'm going Colorado in seven. The depth of the Oilers is going to keep them in this series. They're going to score a whole bunch of goals. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait for it, but I'm taking Colorado in seven. All right, folks, that brings us to the end of tonight's second period. Tonight's third period is brought to you by Wheel Hub Asia. Wheel Hub Asia is committed to building community and bringing accessibility to inline hockey players in Southeast Asia. They've just started a new program called Three Inline, which is Hong Kong's first three-on-three inline hockey league. Wheel Hub Asia stands for professionalism and collaboration. For inline hockey players, by inline hockey players. For all your inline hockey needs, head to their website at wheelhubasia.com. All right, gentlemen, the Eastern Conference. Uh, we don't have a winner yet in Carolina, so let's kick things off with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, just dig a little bit deeper into this series. Um, we, we already said, you know, some of the big things that happened, but an unexpected sweep in Florida, gentlemen. Um, now the Tampa Bay Lightning look like uh, an absolute lock to head to the Stanley Cup finals. First of all, your thought, any more thoughts on the, on the series? I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but yeah, I think one of the most surprising things to me from, from Florida is even in the first round, you know, Huberto was, was pretty quiet. You know, here's a guy who just had a career type of season was, you know, just doing all everything, you know, he was making plays. He was, you know, playing the full package, but you know, in this playoffs, he, you know, I didn't really notice him. And, and on top of that, a guy that, you know, usually flies under the radar that, that gets, you know, is very underrated is, is Barkov. You just have to kind of watch them play to, to see, like, you know, you still played his game, but these two guys, man, they, they were, uh, they didn't play well. Like, you know, I don't know how else to say it. They, they did not play well. Huberto just did not do what they needed. When you, when you're one for third, what was, what was the stat one for 30? Yeah, it was one for 30 something. They, I mean, they scored one goal in the series on the power play uh, in, yes. the, in, that, in that entire series against Tampa. And Tampa had scored 11. Yeah. So the power so play goals go. were 11 to one. I mean, we all we talk about it every single time. It's special teams is everything in the playoffs. You know, penalties are up. Opportunities are there. 
do you think it was just a kind of like one of those it once something dries up it gets in your head everyone's squeezing the stick a little tighter Vasilevsky's making all world saves I mean is it just a mentality thing because I mean we talk often about how Tampa's able to win these series and how much better they are John Cooper's got he's in every single player's head on that team those guys will do anything to win anything And it's clear and evident about it, the style that they play. They never quit on it. They're they're defensive. They're back first. It's always defense first. Yeah. They have great special teams. They lay it on the line every single opportunity they have. And it must just frustrate the heck out of people because Florida seems to score in four and a half goals a game. Mm-hmm. And then once you can't do that, what are you going to rely on at that point? Because Bobrovsky is not the answer to, to Vasilevsky at this point of his career. Um, so yeah, the biggest shock was it was four games, but I mean, Tampa Bay is just proving why their championship mentality, this is a dynasty we're watching right now. Yeah. Yeah. This could very well be one of the, you know, the, the greatest teams probably put together of all time. Um, you know, if they can kind of keep this run up, if they win another cup, then I certainly think there's going to be a conversation where, you know, they're in the same league as the Islanders dynasty. They're in the same league as those Oilers back in the day. And even, you know, Paulie much to your dismay, you know, even those great Habs teams way back when they were just kind of ripping off cup after cup, there was a, you know, and one more thing I'll say about that is, you know, ESPN or whatever the broadcast is in the U S they do what, what hockey night in Canada doesn't and where they, they very often will go on the bench in between like TV timeouts and they'll talk to coaches. And um, there was an instance where I think Florida was down and they, they went and talked to John Cooper and they said, you know, what, uh, you know, what, what are you going to do? Or how's the team feeling? They were down and he just looked he, like as calm as ever. He said, ah, you know, we, we've got a, a resilient group here an experienced group. Like, ah, I think we're going to be okay. I'm sitting there, you know, they're, they're down in a, I think it was a third period. And I'm just sitting there like this guy knows that his team is going to, you know, perform. Whereas, you know, Florida to me, just, it struck me as a team that uh, just when things weren't going right, it, you know, it wasn't like they were giving up, but that first round when they got through, they were getting a lot of help from some some unsung heroes. Like for Haggy had a great series. Yeah, and yeah. You can't rely on these guys day in and day out. You need your top guys to perform. So when they kind of lost that depth scoring and, um, you know, and then Tampa Bay's big, big boys, you know, they were relatively quiet, I think, in that first round against the Leafs. But man, Kucherov just had himself a series. Like, you know, they're big boys. And again, think about it. They're, they're missing point and, um yeah, just a, a, a bit shocking. It was, it was a very um, undramatic series, I guess. I thought I was going to experience a, you know, we were going to witness a war, but it was a kind of a, a slaughter. Yeah. 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 Polly? Wasn't enjoyable at all. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, I mean, it, it's kind of scary to see Tampa after that. Uh, yeah. Toronto actually put up a better fight. And it was yeah. like, okay, what, what's going on here? I mean, you're talking about Florida, who, should have definitely uh, that should have at least went to game seven and you, you just see one game two game three game four game bye bye and you're like what yeah, just what happened just yeah. what just yeah. happened and, and like you say it was like barkov huberto they, they weren't doing anything it was just like guys yeah. you're playing tampa you got to step this up like this is a team like you can't give them an inch because they're going to take a mile and they did and they took yeah. several miles and they just pounded yeah. them and i was like yeah oh man that's like whoever 
who's Tampa up against next? I mean, whoever wins the Carolina Rangers doesn't make a difference. Doesn't make a difference. It's just like (laughs) (laughs) put them up against anyone. It's just like, oh man. I know, Paul. I'm with you there, man. That just the disappointment was about how, how you know how uneven it seemed at at points in that series. It was exciting, like excited to watch that, and it was like, you know, it's just like. What what am I watching here? It's like Florida wasn't even a team anymore, and yeah, they went yeah, from like the best. Didn't they? Did they get presidents this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, they don't. They don't deserve the curse. The curse. Take it away. Take it away. <laughs> yeah. No, well said, Paulie. Well said, man. Uh, it was uh, that just looked like a much different team than we than we were used to seeing this year, and the one that yeah. we've been talking about all year. So, I mean, yeah. there goes my Stanley Cup pick. But you know what? I picked yeah. them in five, boys. I picked them in five. Yeah, yeah, that was close. Um, I mean, yeah, not much more to be said about that series. Bit of a disappointment. Whoever has to play Tampa Bay uh, is in for a real, real heck of a series. Um, So let's uh, let's get right over to that one, gentlemen. Um, We're going to game seven. Uh, The home teams are winning seemingly every single game. Uh, Carolina hasn't lost a game at home. They got game seven. Is it? I'm I'm a little worried. Uh, I'm I'm actually I thought Carolina was going to win this series a little bit easier, um, but they've got issues in nets right, in goal right now, and yeah. they're not scoring a lot of goals. Um, I don't know. Um, game seven, I think Carolina squeaks it out, um, and they are going to go up against Tampa, and it's got it's not going to be close at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. Before I make my prediction, what are your guys' thoughts on Game Seven? Yeah, look, I think. Uh... I watched the game this morning and I was able to catch a few games this, this, uh, this week. I haven't been able to watch it too closely, but you know, I think, I think these last few games, Carolina is, is, is not playing their game, you know? And, and we talked before we jumped on the air here, um, you know, Ranta, it's been a great story and he's had some good games, but at the same time, like, you know, look at the goalie you're going against on the other side. This guy's a potentially MVP candidate and, uh, you know, they, they, even today's game, a couple of weak goals. And at this stage of the playoffs, you cannot afford to give up, you know, shit goals. Like, you know, unless you're Mike Smith in Edmonton, where you can get scored <laughs> on from the other side of the ring. But your team can score seven. Like, uh, 132 so, feet. Yeah, that should have been the song sleeper today. It was just Mike Smith on that. Yeah, but, oh, that's a good call. That's a great call. Uh, yeah. That was a great. But yeah, great no, call. listen, I think, uh, you know, the, the Rangers have seemed to start to figure it out. Panarin scored today. That's his first goal of this series. Zibanejad, that's the best hockey I've ever seen him play. Now, here's the what I'll say. The kid line. That's what I was just going to say. This yeah. kid line in New York. If this line can continue yeah. to produce like they have been this series, then there's a chance that this team can can continue this run and go deep and maybe have a chance against Tampa. Like, you know, Heedle had two big goals today. Um, you know, Lafreniere is looking great, you know, it's still only a few points. I think, you know, Hedl with his yeah. two goals today, I think he's got five points now. Um, so, but if this line can, can contribute like the way they did today on a more consistent basis, then yeah. I think Carolina is going to have their handful on Monday, but that's a tough rink to play in, man. And, and, you know, you, Carolina, you know, with you, that kind of team, they got a disciplined crew, so it'll be a great game seven. Were you watching the matchups today? Like I was trying to, keep, I was trying to watch who Galant, what what Galant's plan was, 
And it seemed like he was only matching defensive pairings out there. Like he led his four. Obviously, he it seemed like he was fine going top line against each other, second lines against each other. Yeah. Every once in a while, he would put their fourth line out against their third line, the Jordan Stahl line. But it didn't seem like there was a whole lot up front. His seems no. like he was his matchups were more defensive focused. And then when they go back to Carolina, you're going to see Jordan Stahl out against the top line probably every shift. Hmm. so those matchups for Carolina are really really important in this series and it seems like maybe maybe not so much for the Rangers yeah that's a great call and uh you know Brendan Moore he loves his matchups so and I think Galan yeah. just is like rolling his his, his lines because they don't really have like a one two three right like they've got Panarin I think he's playing um they they, they split up Panarin and Zibanejad so they kind of have like a 1a 1b and then you know that that kind of that that third line that they mix in the kid line but yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. But I didn't I didn't find Carolina played so hot today. It'll be interesting to see what they're gonna do in the, with their goaltender. He didn't play well, but yeah. And then they brought in you know Kachetchkov, you know rookie or whatever his name is. Um, just an interesting year for for goaltenders, man. Usually oh, like man. goalies are always stealing the show, but we're we're watching like four stringers now. I'm waiting <laughs> yeah. for the emergency backup to come. Yeah, in. exactly. <laughs> Who's, who's on the it is that is kind of been the story of the playoffs uh goaltending issues everywhere yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, the only is. one <laughs> the only one that seems to be holding steady is uh the one in tampa bay um mm, so mm. guys I, do you guys want it seems like you guys are pretty firm on what you think is going to happen in the uh, eastern conference finals do you feel like taking a prediction paul um based it doesn't matter who they play the rangers or carolina how do you think that series is going to go? I mean, well, we can we can tweak, we can tweak it uh, before we post our predictions, but just your thoughts. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, looking at Game Seven coming up with Carolina. Um, speaking as a Bruins fan that just went through this, it's almost like they can't lose at home, which sucks. And uh, I guess it, it depends who, who's going to have more home games if Carolina goes up against Tampa. Carolina. So Carolina. If yes. that's the case, they might actually have a chance because it's just uh-huh. they're, they're hot as hell at home, boys. Have yeah, they lost they a home game that's yet? That's a good call. They haven't. Well, I don't think they've lost a home game yet. And no. it's just like if that that will be their only saving grace. So if they get by New York next game, I think Carolina might win. Really? Just at the home game, just with the home games. And that's the only thing that's going to get them past it. Yeah. Cause Tampa was a three seed boys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 All right. So, so Polly, Polly thinks Carolina can beat Tampa. Do you in think seven, the Rangers in seven, in seven. And do you if think they the get Rangers, by, the Oh, Rangers. I don't think the Rangers have a snowball's chance in hell. <laughs> okay so <laughs> okay so we'll we won't post the predictions of the number of games until we know who they're playing but yeah. i think we i think we know who you got jess yeah. how about yourself yeah look i think i think the range uh, coming into the series i think i picked the rangers in seven right the rangers versus uh Carolina? Yeah. Yep. yeah so i mean obviously i know what i'm talking about and i uh, just see the future so yeah. the, rangers will, the rangers will win on monday and uh but going up against tampa bay um i think tampa got through that second round i mean almost too easily and and when they play whoever it is uh if it's the rangers 
I think the Rangers will come in and maybe steal one or two, especially the, the, the garden has been crazy, but I, I see Tampa Bay knocking out the Rangers in six. And if they play Carolina, I think Carolina actually matches up against Tampa. Okay. Um, and I'm going to say that series will be Tampa in Tampa in six as well. Carolina will get two at home. Tampa and six. Okay. Tampa and six. All right. Well, um, I'm going to stick with the town, the Tampa Bay train. Um, I can see it right now. Braden points listed as day to day. He's probably going to miss game one on the road. If they lose that first game, I'm he's probably back in game two. Um, and I can see them rallying around his return. And if this was a young, inexperienced team with a 10 day layoff in the middle of the playoffs, I'd be a little bit worried, but the fact that these guys are, are getting healthy and getting their energy and strength back. I think they can, the mental game for them is not an issue. There's such a, you know, a professional hockey organization that like is they're all professional hockey organizations, but you know what I mean? Their yeah, mentality, yeah, yeah. They're a winning franchise right now. So everything, everyone's mentality is in the right place. Yeah. I think it's going to benefit them big time. This series in Carolina has been a battle. Um, it's wearing them. They're wearing each other out. Mm-hmm. Um, Carolina does match up better against them. I agree with you there just because they're deep and they can mm-hmm. play four lines. Their fourth line, Domi, Cockney, Emmy, not, not bad. Right. Yeah. So they can roll, but th- there's no way they can go into that series with the two goalies they have right now. And what happens if Freddie Anderson's healthy now? Does he play? What, like, I don't know if you put him in over Ronta. It's been way too long since he's played a game. What do you guys think? If he gets healthy, is there a chance that, you know, what would you do? I mean, it's so tough. I mean, uh, you know, I've never been a goalie, so it's hard to speculate on, you know, being out for this long to just come back in at this level. But I know as a skater, um, you can't, you, it's so difficult to just be plugged back in to, to try to get to that level. So, um, you know, I, I'll be, I'll be shocked if he's back and ready to go. And if he is, you got, you want to get him early in the series, you know, to get him that one or two games before the kind of series is over. I would not want to put him in like games five, six or seven, you know, if you make it that far. So, yeah, but I, I think after today's game where, you know, that Ranta gets pulled and a couple of kind of soft goals, you you're wrong. If you're thinking Brendan Moore is not in his office right now, just being like, I need a, I need a goalie here, you know? So, yeah, um, no, but uh, yeah, if, if he's back and ready for the first game, get him in as soon as you can. Yeah. Um, you know, even if he blows it that first game, um, you know, at least you got the rest of the series. That, that's my personal thoughts. Yeah. And um, just to close, wrap that up, I'm, I think Tampa Bay beats either one of these teams for various reasons. Um, yeah. The depth wise, the, for the Rangers, I think, you know, will be a hell of a goaltending matchup though. I can tell you that. Um, but the four lines match up better seems that would be the, the Carolina hurricanes, but I would say because of their goaltending issues, I would pick Tampa Bay in six. Um, and like you guys said, they're going to be so hard to beat at home. Carolina probably going to win a game or two, but if they play the Rangers, I would take them in five. Um, just, uh, they're on another level, I think. And yeah, again, I don't think that the rest is going to hurt them at all, boys. I don't think they'll be rusty. You're going to see a team come back into game one, no matter who it is and be ready to go. Mm. Veteran team there. Any other thoughts, gentlemen? 
No, I mean, I'm I'm pumped for, I think the series of the next round to watch is going to be, you know, Nate versus McDavid. I think that's that's going to be great. Oh man. I'm so pumped. I can't wait for that. I'm not going to miss that. No. Yeah, that's going to be one of those. This could be one of those series that we remember for a long time. Yeah. I really hope it goes deep. I want to see these two guys play against each other. They're so exciting to watch you guys. Like McDavid does his, his thing. And the next night you get to watch uh, Nate McKinnon go end yeah. to end and do the exact same thing that we yeah. saw McDavid do. These guys are on another level yeah. right now. And if so you think awesome. if you think that these guys – you know, obviously they're there to win and they're part of the team. But if you think in their mind that they don't know that they're trying to show, okay, who's on top here, you know, like you, if you think Nate's not coming into this series to be like, Hey, I'm going to show the world that, you know, I'm, I can, I can play with this guy. So yeah, yeah, of course they're trying to win a playoff series, but uh, in terms of one-on-one matchups, you know, I think you're wrong. If you don't, if you don't think they have that in their mind, but also, McDavid will have that in his mind to be like, oh, no, 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 this isn't a conversation, you know? So I, I can't wait, man. I'm, I'm fired up. I know. Could be the best hockey we've seen in a long, long time. Yep. All right. I believe we do have one audio question this week. Is this the third period? Yeah. This is the third what period. What happened to my question? I got a question. <laughs> you yeah. I thought we made it. I thought we made it. If you guys can see how comfy Paul looks right now with his little kitty sleeping beside him, who's staring at us right now because we just just, got really loud. Just just woke (laughs) her up. Just woke her up. Yeah. Uh, You want an easy one, boys? All right. We'll see about that. I'm just saying if you want an easy one. Okay. Do you want multiple choice or do you want me to ask you? You want multiple Multiple choice? choice. Multiple choice. Okay. 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 Let me see. Multiple choice. Multiple choice. Let's go because there's not too much of this happening right now. Let's let's do a little uh, penalty minute question. Oh, yes. Which player recorded 472 penalty minutes in a season? Okay. 472 penalty minutes in a season. You ready for these names? Yeah. Was it Bob Probert? Was it let's go Tiger Williams again? Was it Ilya Kovalchuk? Or was it Dave Schultz? I'm going for an easy one here, boys. Easy. I was like, it's gotta be Prober, right? It's gotta uh, be. Or is it or is it Dave Schultz? I don't know. I think I know it's not a lot of penalty minutes. I think it's not Kovalchuk. I think it's not Kovalchuk. (laughs) You imagine that guy off the list. Oh man, yeah. Just you know. All right. All right. Um, Probert I thought it was going to be like uh, yeah. I thought it was going to be like a Barnaby or something, but no. yeah, you got to go with Probert, right? This guy would just yeah. have the same amount of fights Absolutely. a year. Tiger Williams had a lot of penalty minutes too, man. He had a lot of penalty minutes, and so did Probert, but both of you are wrong. Mm. <laughs> it was Kolchak, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, Dave Schultz. 
Wow. Wow. Salt snap. Where were you at the last question? Salt I know. Snap. As a member of the Broad Street Bullies or Philadelphia Flyers, as they yeah. went by in 1974, uh, 1975, Dave the Hammer Schultz picked up 472 wow. pims. What's crazy uh, is like he's just he's like the the calm and intelligent one on the broadcast now. You exactly. Know? Right? Just the, yeah. Yeah. Back in the day. Animal. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Oh, and do you know who? Do you guys know who else I heard was an animal? Sheldon Keefe apparently was the dirtiest junior hockey player of all yeah, time. Man. Have really? you guys heard that? Yeah. No. yeah. I had no idea about his junior career, but it was insane. Wow. Notoriously crazy, man. And, and that's yeah. why, like, when we played, so I played, I was in junior and he was coaching the Lumber Kings. And, uh, like, the league, he was notorious around the league for being crazy. So, like, you know, I had no idea. He would, he would skate by the, their bench or whatever, and he would be, like, chirping guys. And, man, he was he's – he's a scary dude, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah you never know it. Um, well, Polly, do you want please. to queue up that? Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say let's go for another uh, easier question for you here, boys. Here you go. Uh, I think it's uh, this one here. Hey, fellas. Maritime Rob here. How you doing? Enjoying the playoffs? I know I am. My Oilers are – as I totally suspected, without a doubt, have been doing quite well, and I just wanted to uh, get your guys' opinion on the uh, on the big uh, the big game there, uh, closing out Calgary. Obviously, one of the one of the greatest calls in all of uh, history of the NHL. I I, uh, I want to commend the referees. They uh, to be able to make such a beautiful call, you know, and be able to see how uh, a player is kicking the clearly kicking the puck in whilst trying to stop um, and having a 200 pound defenseman on his back. And, you know, it's amazing. It's amazing that the, that Calgary has an argument for this because, you know, it's, it's clear to me that that player is exceptionally talented uh, to be able to kick the puck in like he did whilst being chased down. So um, I just wanted to, to get your opinion on the call. Was there any controversy at all or is everyone pretty much on the page that, that was a no goal for sure. <laughs> yeah, Rob, no controversy at all. What call are you talking about? <laughs> I didn't didn't see the goal, boys. Don't know what he's talking about. Oh my oh gosh, my boys. Gosh. I don't know where to begin with this. I was absolutely flabbergasted that this call was overturned, especially because it was called a goal on the ice. I, I still can't understand the mentality of the league on this goal. Uh, it's pretty. Well, you're, you're dressed like a ref. I want to hear you. Uh, I, I have yeah. my I have Here my jersey go. on for a reason. Here I wanted to channel my inner referee. For me, okay. it's an absolute no-brainer goal. Um, the player's getting driven from behind. Uh, his right skate goes into the pad, causes his skates to scissor. You can't jump into that player's mentality and and even even if he thought, hey, I'm going to throw my leg out and, and knock it in. You can't make that prediction. It's not your decision. And it's not what you're supposed to do. Was there a, a distinct kicking motion? I've never seen a goal called a distinct kicking motion when the skate plate doesn't leave the ice. Um, Most of the, there's been times where you see, cause you're allowed to redirect it, right? You've seen players put their skate in a position just as the puck is getting there, redirect a puck. No problem. It's redirected, not a distinct kicking motion. This play happened at almost full speed, like you're, this guy's going in there around 20 miles an hour doing the scissors, like, like Rob mentioned, how the heck could he have, if he did purposely do that, it's incredible that he was able to do that at such high speed. Yeah. Um, the puck was going in the net anyway. The call on the ice was a good goal. 
I can't, I don't understand it guys. Um, I'm at an absolute loss for me. It's a good goal. Uh, every single, every single night of the week, especially in that situation. Um, so yeah, that's my call. Um, I would love to talk to, as you guys know, we got the great Carrie Fraser coming on the podcast in the future. Um, thanks to our former podcast editor, Mr. Andy Zombathy, who hooked that up. Uh, I'd love to get his take on this because I, you know, there has been great. I love listening to Koharski or one of these guys like analyzing while they're while they're figuring out what's going on. But I didn't get a clear answer from him at all. Anybody, nobody could really explain. There's people on both sides of it, like on the panels, on every single panel. So, I mean, the fact that it's even like this means the call on the ice stands. Uh, mm. You have to have indisputable evidence that it was a distinct kicking motion. And I don't know where that came from. Yeah, that's a that's a solid point, actually, Ivany. Like, you know, I think this is an instance where it's almost something that I don't know if I've ever actually seen this before. Like, it was like a slide tackle kind of crash into the net and then the puck just was over the line. I mean, you know, and like you said, the goal on the ice, you know, you have to have clear evidence of overturning it. And I think because it was such a gray area, you know, you, you just go with the call on the ice. But you know, I, I'm a firm believer that the game is fair and it sorts itself out. Um, you know, this goal wasn't one that you know, they needed to tie. It. You know, send it, it, they were already tied. Um, sure, you can call it a, a demoralizing to get it called back, but at the same time, you know, the, it, the game is fair and they they could have you know won it in overtime. I mean, at the end of the day, Edmonton I think was the better team in the series, but. Yeah, what a crazy sequence. And that just shows you the magnitude of this series. I know. I mean, the whole world, hockey world is like, well, what do you think, goal or no goal? And it's like, yeah, it's I such know. a polarizing question. Because if you're a Calgary fan, yeah. you say no goal, you're like, well, you're a conspiracy. Like, you know, yeah. So, um, Polly, yeah. what did your brothers think? I know you've got. You got a I lot. Got, I got, I got, yeah, I got my my brother and his son are Oilers fans. My other brother is a Flames fan. The the chat has been like lit up ever since the moment happened. And it's just like, yeah. of course, the Oilers fans are gonna say it was no goal. Calgary <laughs> fans gonna say it was a goal. Boys, that was a goal. That was a goal. I mean, yeah. the, when they went off to Toronto to get the hockey police to look at it, and uh, they obviously didn't look at it. They're like, oh, I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. <laughs> what's, what's the score? Uh, let's put yeah. this one into overtime. That <laughs> should have been a goal, boys. There was no, yeah. like you say, yeah. skate didn't come off the ice. It was at full speed. You got a 200-pound defenseman right on his back, pushing him in. Sure, he kind of touched uh, Smith's friggin' pad, but I mean, it it wasn't even goalie interference. If they call goalie no. interference, maybe, but there was no goalie interference call. No. Um, that would have, you know, pushed the Flames into at least another game, and, and maybe they would have lost the next game, but they deserved to win that game. You know, they definitely deserved to win that they, game. I agree, and like, there's, I've watched the video in super slow-mo so many times, and there's a moment where you can see, uh, this is the only thing I can think of that you know, counter to my first argument, you can see um, Coleman's leg, his knee extends like that. His knee extends, like he extends his leg, mm. kind of like a reach. You know what I mean? Skate didn't leave the ice. You can see his, but I mean, to, to, to imagine that that's what he was intending to do is only your imagination because you have no idea about his intent. So like, but I, there was a little bit of an effects. He extended his leg, but is that a distinct kick in motion? 
Because like I said, I've seen a lot of guys extend their knee and redirect a puck purposely, mm -hmm. which you yeah. know they even did on purpose. And those yeah. are good goals. So just confusing for me. Um, love the controversy, though. I love, you know, the fact that everybody loved, has an opinion. Makes it mm -hmm. fun. But uh, for me, it's a good goal. Yeah. I'm just glad I wasn't the ref. I had to make that call. Oh, my God. Oh. Imagine trying to leave the arena that night, boys. Oh. In, in Calgary, just like. Yeah. No. Incognito, out the VIP, secret exit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Helicopter so gentlemen, on the roof waiting. It was absolute chaos this round. We saw crazy stuff happening. I'm sure the, the conference finals are going to live up to all the hype. Uh, I really hope we get two incredible series. It's really matching up well here. And whoever makes it to the finals, both of those sides are going to be an incredible matchup. I can't wait to see this. We got Mick versus Mac. We've got the legacy happening right in front of our eyes, Tampa Bay Lightning mm. versus whoever comes from the from the Rangers Kane series. Boy, it's gonna be an excellent week. Let's touch base in a week or so. Yeah, uh, and uh throw a couple episodes out uh, before we end the playoffs here. What do you think? Right on, boys. Paulie, great to have you back, buddy. Missed you last week. Hey boys. Yeah. Hey boys. Sorry, man. I was a little bit busy. You want to hear a story before I go as a makeup? Yes, yes. Okay. All right, all right, all right. This is this is for not being there for last week. <clears throat> Gather round, children. What appears most on the Stanley Cup? Well, apart from Phil Pritchard's fingerprints, the words that appear most on the Stanley Cup are Montreal and Canadians, as the Habs are 24-time champions. In fact, their cup final record is 24-9. The best win percentage of any team who has made it more than five times and fourth best overall. Only the Colorado Avalanche and the Islanders and Penguins have a better win percentage in the finals. The Islanders and the Penguins are four and one, which gives them an 80% win percentage. And the Colorado Avalanche are two and oh, which gives them a hundred percent win percentage in the finals. In terms of names, Henri Richard won 11 Stanley Cups, the most by any player. Jean Beliveau won 10 as a player, but another 7 in the front office, placing his name on the mug 17 times, which is more than any other human being. Scotty Bowman has 14, 9 as a coach, which is five with the Habs, one with the Pens, and three with the Wings, and five in the front office with the Wings in 2008, and as senior advisor to hockey operations of the Hawks in 2010, 2013, and 2015. The best part of this story is that the Habs do not have the highest win percentage of any team on the Cup to date. Paul... Uh, you just the fact that you're talking about the Habs absolutely warms my heart. I know, I know, I know. That's you a pretty made my killer, week. You that's made a killer it. record, man. Twenty, what was it? Twenty four. Twenty four and nine. Yeah, that's insane. The Habs, yeah, though. Yeah. The Habs, hundred percent win record. Hundred percent win percentage. Good. That, well, that's that, pretty Pauly, good. That's that's a good story. That, that feeds right into the fact that they're probably going to head to the finals again this year. Like, yeah. And you're either going to see their three and zero, or you're going to see a three beat. 
Threes are hot. Threes are wild. Uh, Threes are wild, baby. (laughs) (laughs) All right, boys. Thanks a lot. Uh, We'll chime in next week. Looking forward to it. Enjoy the week of hockey. (laughs) That was Across the Pond. Peace out. That's a wrap. Thank you once again to our amazing sponsors, the China Hockey Group, AccessoryHouseGlobal.com, Wheel Hub Asia, The Big Bite Restaurant, Felix & Co., Psalm Sleep, and Yardley Brothers Craft Brewery. And of course, our head honcho here at Sunset Studio, Mr. Paul McLean. Folks, if you want to reach out, send in a question or a comment to AcrossThePondHK.com or find us on social media at AcrossThePondHK. Fourth best. Wow. Small sample size.